0: All right, everybody, thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans, sponsored by Lion Bowl Media. I'm your host, Craig Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest in future titan for today, I'm super excited about this one, Phil, you have no idea. I, I mean, I've just been waiting such a long time. I'm a huge fan of yours, but none other than Phil Treadwell from Dallas, Texas. Phil, it's an honor and pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Greg, the honor's mine. You have an incredible podcast and following. and. You uh, put out some great content. You're definitely setting the standard, and uh, I can tell you've done this a time or two before because that was very professionally <laughs> delivered, coming from a fellow podcaster. I can say, props.
0: Oh, gosh. Hey, I appreciate that. Hey, this is not your first rodeo either, my friend. But this episode live right now is episode 228. So yeah, we've been uh, rolling for about three years, just over. So, uh, Phil, but I, I I want it to be very specific into everybody out there getting to know you deeper as a man, as a professional. Uh, and again, I just want to share you with the world and, and anybody that doesn't know this man, you're welcome in advance. Uh, you know, you can thank me later. But Phil, I guess let's just dive into the series of questions, really kind of getting to know you that way. So let's start with the first one, which is really telling everybody just a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, where you've gone in your career and your path to brought you to today.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it to a short story. I've, I've packed a lot in my almost 40 years. I uh, was originally born in uh, Missouri. Uh, I'm a product of a builder and a teacher. So I'm kind of this entrepreneurship meets academia, if you will. I uh, had to do good in school and get good grades, but I always had these little side businesses going on. Um, when I graduated high school, went to Arkansas. went to the University of Arkansas. Go Hogs. We just uh, we're, we're destroying everybody in baseball right now. No, it's not like the big sports, but uh, Razorbacks are killing it right now. Just it. won the SEC championship. Um Always kind of had a knack for numbers, and uh, always knew I would do wanted to do something finance related, and I actually thought I was going to take over my dad's construction company. He's a custom builder, wow. and he said, you know. I'd love nothing more than for you to take over my company, but you need to think long and hard before you want to do this for the next 40 years, because you don't remember, you know, the late seventies, early eighties, whenever rates were terrible and building was just non-existent. And he said, I at least want you to look and see what else is out there. So I answered a newspaper ad uh, that was looking for someone with sales and management experience of which I had both. And uh, it was a mortgage company. And wow. that was about 17 years ago. Uh, they were a little little correspondent shop. If, if for those of you that don't aren't familiar with with mortgage lingo, uh, it's a full service mortgage banker. They were able to process, underwrite, close it, fund it with their money, and then they would sell the loan after the fact. Wow. And uh, you know that was kind of during the subprime heyday, whenever there was the subprime you know liar loans, if you will. And I had a really good mentor that. Uh, taught me the importance of putting a good file together, uh, having good referral partner relationships, taking care of your customers, building a database. And I just really got lucky and that, that he had had taught me the business the right way. And so while everyone was doing a lot of these subprime loans, I was doing a lot of uh, manual underwrite FHA with down payment assistance and you know conventional loans and VA loans and, and stuff like that. So while I did dabble in, in, in a few of the, the subprime stuff, it was never really what we focused on. That was, just, wasn't the way the company was set up. So, uh, worked there for several years, learned a lot, decided to go out on my own and, and ended up doing the broker side of the business. I opened up my own little, uh, little branch, little net branch, which is kind of like a franchise, uh, did that and decided to open up my own company. And this was uh, now 2006 and, uh, Hindsight's 2020 wasn't exactly the best time to be opening up a mortgage company and on the up upside of the financial crisis. Um, but I did that for a couple of years fairly successfully and then sold my company to Wells Fargo, uh, which was the largest lender in the country at the time. I think one of every three mortgages in the country were going through one of their divisions. Wow. And uh, that was essentially how they were recruiting. It was recruit by acquisition and, and they Paid me enough to close my company down and go to work for them. Uh, was a top producer for them in a several state region. Did a brief stint in Colorado. And then uh, when I moved back to Northwest Arkansas, Southwest Missouri, North Texas, those are kind of my my regions, if you will. The world was different. And uh, you know, as I kind of got back into some of the smaller company side of the business and left Wells Fargo, I realized very quickly that you know, people were starting to do content online, excuse me. And I realized that if I was trying to do business, whether I was recruiting people for my branches, or if I was trying to get business in markets where people didn't already know who I was, uh, and and my company at the time didn't have a lot of name recognition, my effectiveness went way down. And at the time we Googled people, right? Mm -hmm. Who is this person? I don't know. Let's Google them. (laughs) So I decided I need to give people something to Google. I need to give them something to look at. So started doing some content marketing through like blogs and trying to get guests featured on articles and anything that would get enough uh, traction. Not that I was trying to play the the AdWords, AdSense, you know, game. I just wanted to give people organic stuff. Here's if you Google me what you're going to see. Excuse me. So did that for a little while, and then all of a sudden, there's this crazy guy screaming on social media named Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary <laughs> V, as we know and adore him by, for sure. and he starts talking about social media and that it's underpriced attention, and this is where you need to go, and uh, I realized very quickly at that time, my audience was mortgage professionals. Mm. Um, you know, the, the the old formula of marketing is who's your audience, what value or message, and then what's your medium. Mm. My audience was other mortgage professionals. The value that I wanted to give that was, was helping them build their business. That was the messaging. And I decided the podcasting would be the medium that I would choose, mainly because, as busy professionals, I didn't watch a lot of long form video necessarily. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I thought to myself, this is a great opportunity to, um, you know, to be able to see uh, people that, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Great opportunity to put out content that they were could, whether in the car, whether at the gym, while they're doing all these different things. And so I started a podcast and, and really what I was trying to do was put out content that they could help them build their business. And I, I really started even before the podcast doing a mortgage marketing tip of the day on an Instagram page. Wow. And the page kind of exploded, was trying to feed this Instagram page. And the, the podcast was was really a happy accident of, I need content to push into this page and the tips and all these these, these things, if you will. Right. And uh, the way it all kind of played out, we had some incredible guests that had a ton of value and people listened, and I didn't expect people to listen. And so through that, it's created a lot of, you know, opportunities uh, within now. We've got a podcast. Uh, actually, today, ironically enough, today is three years ago when we launched uh, our podcast. Wow, and uh, we've, we've done about 120 episodes, so not quite one a week. And uh, it's, it's opened up doors with companies and relationships with with a lot of uh, people in and out of the industry. Had some really cool guests on and uh, just really passionate about moving our industry forward to a more modern and relevant era. Hmm. Um, a lot's happened in the past few years in a positive and, and uh, you know, people like you and others that are creating great content are trying to keep moving that ball down the proverbial field, if you will, mm-hmm. and, uh, and really help people in our industry uh, become, again, more, more modern and relevant and, and build big businesses.
0: Gosh, I, I mean, okay. So I, I want to backtrack just a little bit, and, and I love the fact that you're laying the foundation for the story, right? How you were brought up, and your family, and the decisions that you made, and how you've kind of become the man that you are today. And we, we haven't even gotten deep into it yet, but um, I, I'm I'm super thrilled at the fact that you're really a true practitioner in every aspect of your life and your business from the mortgage side to really understanding podcasting and marketing and, and really how to expose and, and diving deep. And, and there's there's people who are uh, constantly educating themselves, but don't take the action. You're, you're taking action and you're really setting that bar and those expectations really high, which is why it's a thrill and an honor for me to have you on the show here, uh, kindred spirits that way. And you've had incredible people on the show. And just for anybody out there, We'll have links in the comments down below, but I would encourage every single person who's watching or listening, please subscribe to this man's podcast, which is more uh, mortgage marketing expert. And I-, I can't stress enough just the amount of content that's inside there. And so Phil, for anybody who hasn't heard your podcast yet, could you give just a little bit of, you know, I guess what's the meaning behind it or what, what are the expectations for somebody to subscribe and really tune in um, to the show? I'd really love to hear that.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that's a great question. <clears throat> you know, uh, we called the the podcast mortgage marketing expert, not because I was calling myself the expert, but we were had other experts that we were bringing on. Mm-hmm. And I actually called it that because I owned the, the website domain, I yeah. have a tendency to buy some <laughs> random website domains. And I'm like, we're starting this Instagram page, we're probably going to start a podcast, what's a good name mm-hmm. for it mortgage marketing experts sounded pretty good at the time. Mm. And uh, again, we, we didn't really know what we were doing. We just knew we wanted to add value. Our, our heart was in the right place. Sure. And so um, what the entire podcast is built on, our mission is to help people build their business and to do marketing better. And that. we want to help people build more effective and efficient businesses. And I have a concept called the three E's. That's effort, effectiveness, and efficiency. Mm. Effort's what we do, right? It's the work that we put in. It's all the things on our calendar, all the activity that we do throughout the day. Mm -hmm. The second part is effective. Of all of that effort, what are we doing that's actually getting results? What are we Mm -hmm. actually effective at? What's getting us a win? Well, the way you create efficiency is to clear everything else off your calendar and just stack your day with the things that you're effective at, which creates that efficiency. Uh-huh. And so, what we want to do is we want to provide tips, firsthand knowledge and experience, and advice uh, from people that have built a business that people want to hear from. What did they do? How did they learn? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, how did they get in the industry? What What are things that that they focus on uh, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And again, I think it's just constantly shedding light uh, to anybody out there who's hungry or thirsty for just more information, but from true practitioners, from people who have really been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. And, and I love that, Phil. And, and again, um, I would encourage everybody to go subscribe and really tune into that because the list is incredible, the people that you've had on there. But I, I want to I give a fellow podcast host a big shout out there because- as important as the guests are that Phil spends time with and really shares their story and knowledge, Phil, you're a wealth of knowledge yourself. And, and, and that's, what's so incredible about not every podcast is created equal. And unfortunately not every host is. And, um, you know, it, it's one thing to just kind of guide people through a conversation, but to really dig deep into and, and having meaningful, valuable, uh, tangible aspects into episodes. I mean, uh, you're phenomenal out of my friend. So again, I, appreciate I couldn't, that. couldn't encourage anybody more into that. Now, before we, before we keep moving forward, because <clears throat> I, I still want to keep pulling some out of you here, uh, <laughs> Phil. So when it comes down to it, you're also the co-founder of Industry Syndicate. So I would love to talk a little bit about that just when we're on the topic of podcasting and things before we dive a little bit deeper into the mortgage side. Um, So could you tell everybody a little bit about Industry Syndicate, where it came from, why? uh, Absolutely.
1: So Industry Syndicate is a podcast network, uh, more of a podcast collaborative, and it's essentially a place for mortgage and real estate professionals to go to find other good content uh, related to the mortgage and real estate industry. The way it happened was myself and Dustin Brome, who's the host of the Massive Agent podcast, Uh, There was a couple of us that were having a conversation and we were at conferences or, you know, just through social media, people would ask, which I'm sure you get all the time, Mm -hmm. where can I find other podcasts like yours? Where can I find other good content? Like there's so many out there. How do I know what to invest 20, 30, 45 minutes, an hour in? And we thought, hey, let's put a collaborative together. Let's put a network together and find other really good shows within the industry and showcase them and, and just show people where to go. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the industry syndicate was formed. Um, we've kept it just a very loose collaborative of, of people that are passionate about our industry, stuff that we knew was modern and relevant content. You know, if they're saying the, you know, the way to get more listings is just knock more doors, uh, not that that's not a great tip, but we all kind of know, that you know hey cold calling is is an effective means to a certain degree sure but we wanted people to pay attention to what was happening in the market Mm -hmm. Uh, as markets change as they do and as we've seen you know uh uh, has, has drastically happened over the last 18 months. And I'm sure we may get into it a little bit. We wanted to make sure that it was, again, I keep using this word relevant that it mattered at the time. And so that was kind of the key importance. And and Dustin was, has been a big influence in, in, uh, in my podcasting journey and even in my business and anybody that, that follows us on social, we like to take shots at each other. It's all in good fun. (laughs) I I have mad respect for, for Dustin and what he's done. You know, his podcast is also, I want to say uh, three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. And he is podcasting and put an episode out every single week consistently for 160 or 170 weeks, much like yourself. You guys are just machines mm-hmm. as far as how consistent you are in, in putting these episodes out. I, on the other hand, have not, right? We, we do batches <laughs> of episodes and then we, we put some out and we don't. But it's, it's really about finding other people that you can collaborate with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the underlying message that I want people to hear is, whether it's podcasting, whether it's real estate mortgage, it doesn't matter. The way to learn is to get around other people, right? Jim Rohn says we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Or if you want to hit really close to home, your income is the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Mm. And that was a lesson that I learned early on in life, not even business related. And people can see that are watching live or watching the video. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of guitars behind me. And when I was 15, I started playing a guitar. My dad had one in the closet. He, I think, picked at it a little bit. And I pulled it out, started playing it, and went and bought one with, you know, some money that I had saved up. And I had two or three other friends that were learning to play right around the same time. Hmm. So what we would do is throughout the week, we'd all go learn different kinds of songs. And each of us were kind of assigned a genre of you can do classic rock and you go do hard rock and you go do country and you go do, you know, whatever. And then on the weekend, we get together and we teach each other. And we realized we could learn three or four times as fast. Well, what I didn't understand at uh, 15, 16 years old, excuse me. That's the very definition of masterminding. Mm. That's exactly what masterminding is about is you go learn and try and fail and succeed. Mm. And I'm going to go learn and try and fail and succeed. And then we're going to get together and we're going to teach each other what we know. Mm. And on my website, I have something because I'm huge in mentorship. I'm huge Mm. in coaching. Every successful Uh, Every success I've had in business, either small or large, has been a direct result of a coach or mentor taking their experience and imparting it to me in wisdom. And I think that if if people can grasp a hold of that concept, that's really what podcasts are about. Mm. That's what content is about, is how do you take the messages and the experience of other people and share it in a bite-sized form that's relevant to them that they want to stop and listen for a second. And they can walk away and be like, hmm. I didn't have to crash against that wall to learn that because I learned it from someone else. And that is in short, the secret to everything I've ever done professionally and probably even personally mm-hmm. is on my podcast. I invited the best of the best in our industry to share. I, I wasn't monetizing it. I'm still not monetizing it. I don't ask for anything from them other than let me showcase you on this platform. Mm-hmm. I want to offer content to our industry to help build our industry in the right direction. But what happens? I get 30 or 45 minutes of their time to ask them any question that I want. Out of 120 some odd episodes and hundreds of hours of content, I've been able to learn. I've been able to pick up a few things along the way. And frankly, that's really the mindset I went into. Even if nobody listens, <laughs> these people are charging thousands of dollars a month for what they do in coaching or, or their content. Yeah. And I get them for a half hour, 45 minutes for free. And I can ask anything. Like, <laughs> like I found a hack here, guys. Like, this is incredible. And so 90%. if people really grasp that and stopped worrying so much about, how much we're paying for leads or why is my cost per lead so high and and focused on those three E's, effort, effectiveness, and efficiency, and not just those, those metrics that you think matter. There may be some metrics of that journey that we all take between our ears that uh, maybe... It's not what we're writing, it's how we're writing it. Maybe we need to change the context of it a little bit. Maybe we need to stop letting people read through the read between the lines rather and see that we're only wanting them to fill out our form because we want leads. Like go out with a heart to help people, go out to learn, go out to share. And things just kind of happen. It's really not any more complicated than that in my mind. <laughs>
0: But Phil, the way that you broke it down and, and really so articulately just for everybody to explain, understand uh, simplicity is best. And, uh, I, I really appreciate where you're coming from for the collaboration and the mentorship even earlier on you know with the guitars and learning songs and then bringing that into today's uh, mindset and that's for everybody that doesn't matter what business product service you have whatever entrepreneurial venture I mean that's huge advice and applicable. we haven't even gotten to that part yet and you're already dropping <laughs> these bonds yeah I, I want to go into because you you did touch <clears throat> on the the market and mm-hmm. right now we're you know June 1st, 2021 on a Tuesday. And uh, so there's a lot of things that are happening right now in the market, right? So we talked before we went live just a little bit, just to kind of see what was going on. And I would love for you to talk about kind of briefly what you were going through just a second ago, as far as offers being accepted and, and, and what challenges people are overcoming. I mean, Phil, you're such an endless wealth of knowledge. I just want everybody to get a little bite as to, as to what you know, because it's <laughs> insane. So whatever you want to share about the current market, uh, you know, on, on the mortgage side and for anybody who's uh, watching or listening that way. Anyway. Sure,
1: sure. Well, I appreciate that, first of all. Um, in today's market, the big... Conversation and, and topic of conversation is supply, right? We don't have enough houses. There's no inventory. Mm-hmm. Um, I have clients that are, you know, making offers on eight different homes, or they're one of like 15 offers. And, and we're seeing it here a lot in our market. My wife and I thought, well, maybe we should look and see what's out there. I know that mm-hmm. you know it's it's going crazy. And all these listings were saying. Like one day on the market, like on a Thursday, and then you look in the comments and it says already have multiple offers best and final by Monday at 5 p.m. or something like that. I'm like, they're literally putting it on right before the weekend before they know people are going to be looking online and they're saying best and final by Monday. (laughs) So the question is, how do you compete? Like if you're just, you know, uh, John and Judy homeowner and you want to make an offer, how do you do that? Or if you're Bob or Susie Realtor, how do you go go above and beyond? Well, something that we're doing within our company uh, is something called a TBD underwrite, to be determined. Okay. All that is is a, is a fancy way of saying we're going beyond a pre-qualification or beyond a pre-approval, right? A, a normal pre-qualification is you know, we've gathered their income and assets, we've taken an application, pulled credit, everything looks good. A Mm -hmm. pre-approval is we've gone all the way to the underwriting process, right? You know, so on and so forth. What we're doing with this TBD underwrite is we're fully underwriting the borrower, their credit income assets without a property and saying, okay, up to a certain sales price, they are fully approved. We don't need any more documentation from them. So whenever the buyer's agent goes to submit an offer, there's no loan contingency. It's now a same as cash offer. It's a situation where we just need a contract, an appraisal, title work, you know, homeowner's insurance, just the basic property related information. Mm. And we can close that in 10 days, two weeks, just depends on how quickly we can get an appraisal and title work back. Mm. The reason that's powerful is put yourself in a seller's shoes or a listing agent. You have 10 offers, regardless of the price, maybe there's not any cash offers, but you have all of these different offers with pre-call and pre-approval letters and different stuff. How do you know which one? Because you could take the highest offer, but maybe that person can't actually get closed. Or you have someone in the middle who you know that bank or you know that lender, but they'll get it done, but maybe it's going to take a month and that's going to be, or two two months. And that's going to be the difference between you getting your next home or whatever. What we're trying to do is say, Hey, we want to arm our buyers and our buyers agents with tools to say, It's essentially same as cash. We can close in two weeks. We just need the property information, and so things like that is what we need to be focusing on the market. It's a super tactical tip. You know, Mm -hmm. my my company Thrive Mortgage. We're not the only company that has the capability of doing it. I don't know. There's a lot of companies that are talking a lot about it because Mm -hmm. where a lot of mortgage companies in my mind go wrong is they say, "Well, that's not a for sure deal because Mm -hmm. we don't have a property there." They're they they do not want to clog up their capacity in underwriting or processing or closing with deals, or not closing because you have a contract, but processing mm-hmm. and underwriting for sure. They don't want to clog up those resources with deals that are maybes, right? Mm-hmm. That aren't for sure. Right. My my objection with that is we've run the numbers and 50% mm-hmm. of the TBD underwrites we we're doing are getting offers accepted with us not having to re-underwrite the file. Wow. So my challenge to, to buyers agent is how many times when you're submitting an offer do you get them accepted 50% of the time? Because in this market, it's probably not that high. Now, there may be some that have other unique things that they're doing, but just the people that I'm talking to, I don't know a lot of real estate professionals Mm -hmm. that are working a lot with buyers that are saying, I'm getting half of them accepted. I would say it's probably a quarter or or less or whatnot. So this is an opportunity to do that. And, And in our mind, if you spend a little more, and overstaff a little bit with underwriters, you have the capacity to do this. And even some other lender friends of mine that say, yeah, we can do TBD underwrites, they're not talking about it, or their underwriting teams are saying, well, it's going to take us longer. You know, it might take 24, 48, 72 hours for one with the property, but uh, the TBDs are going to take a week well, if someone wants to make an offer, they're like, no, I don't want to wait for a full underwrite. Give me just the the normal pre-qualification letter or whatever. In our instance, we're saying, no, this is the same difference as a full underwrite. If we had a property, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. going to take a couple of days to get through underwriting. But the way I look at it is, would you rather be armed when you go look at houses to say there's no loan contingency, I'm fully approved, it's same as cash, or do you want to send a pre-qualification roll the dice and hope you can write a really good love letter and say, my daughter loves this house. We want the yard with our dog. You know, that's what people are doing. And I go back to the, you can't do what's, what's the definition of insanity. We all know, right. Mm -hmm. People are doing that same thing and just hoping they're, you know, they're trying to play the odds. And so that's something tactical that I think we just need to pay attention to um, is, is how else, can we differentiate ourselves and we could have an entire conversation about content and differentiating ourselves. And, you know, we're going to be doing the, the virtual handshake conference here coming up pretty soon
0: That's
1: right. to, to really answer that question. How, how do you stand out in a crowd where there's so much stuff? Mm. It's the same concept. We're just, we're just applying it uh, in, in a different way.
0: Oh, gosh, Phil, I I mean, that was a that was a huge explanation. And again, just a a tactical piece of advice for anybody who's out there watching or listening right now who's really trying to elevate what they're doing for their buyers and, and, uh, you know, in this crazy market that we're all dealing with right now. So uh, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you uh, on the mortgage side? And where do you guys serve with thrive everything along those lines, uh, just so everybody has an idea? Yeah, we're, I mean we're licensed
1: in 39 states. Okay. Um, we obviously are, we're based in Texas, but we've got uh, offices and we're licensed all of the country. The predominant places that we're not licensed, <clears throat> excuse me, is the far north, like the Dakotas, um, and then the Northeast. Pretty much okay. everything else, uh, you know, the West Coast, East, Southeast, uh, middle part of the country, where we pretty much cover. Um, as far as getting a hold of me, I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, across social media is just at Phil Treadwell, pick one, send me a message. I'm I'm almost for sure monitoring it. So.
0: Ah, Phil, I love it. And again, I'm gonna have links in the comments down below, as always, for everything that we covered. But Phil, before we wrap this whole thing up, my friend, I got to ask you one more question. And this is on the tactical side. I know you've dropped a ton of information, tactical tools and takeaways to apply to business right off the bat. But I, I really, really want everybody to kind of have a full scope and understand. I know you shed a light. And to me, the mastermind and the group scenario learning from others is very, very important. But if you could look back at your career thus far, you know, what, 17 plus years, 16 plus years and pick or choose one or two things that you added or implemented into your business that you really saw growth, you saw the needle move uh, what advice would you give anybody out there, whether they're new or seasoned, and it doesn't matter what industry they're in, what would you say to anybody out there for advice?
1: Man, that's tough. The there they my answer to this question isn't gonna be as measurable as people would like. Um, one of them, I'll start broad and then get more yeah. granular, is Love just it. education. Mm-hmm every time I've leaned in to a season of my career or life where I'm really focusing on learning and educating myself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: cool things happen. Wow! So behind you, you have a whole shelf of books. If yeah. I turned my camera, we, we have a lot of the books. Like I can even see the ends of the books because I look at them all the time. I even <laughs> sure. know what they are. We, we read a lot of the same ones. <laughs> good man. Good man. I, I don't care. Uh, and, and I get this a lot for a lot from guys and then sometimes from ladies. Sure. Um, I don't really like to read. I don't care. Read them anyway. Right. Get Audible. I, I, yeah. Does your does your is your business important enough to you? Is your family's future important enough to you? Right, Greg. You're a nice guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna be some tough love to your audience here. Yeah. You don't have to like something to go and do it because it matters. Mm-hmm. And there's awesome. something about pages of words that we consume in our brain. Right. I'm mm-hmm. a podcaster, so I'm very uh, about audio. I do consume books on Audible. However. Right open up a book and read it, read what, five pages a day, 10 pages a day. I don't even care. Something happens biologically. And I'm not uh, a rocket surgeon. And, you know, uh, people like Renee Rodriguez, uh, Rene Rodriguez, R E N E Rodriguez, go follow his stuff, amplify the guy understands the mind. He understands communication. He's a mentor of mine and, and has a, been a huge influence in my life. He can tell you the science behind why what I'm saying is true, hmm. but any anytime that I've leaned in and really focused on taking hmm. a little bit of time every day, spending time throughout the week and reading and learning, and hmm. that includes some other things. I'll have an idea that comes from a book and Google or listen as a podcast, all that's great, yeah. but that's, that's probably number one. Oh, and huge. then number two is I would say, be diligent about your calendar hmm. and, we could go as far as to say something I do with my coaching clients is go ahead and write down for a week, every single thing that you do time track and it can be during business hours. I would recommend you do it from when you wake up to when you go to bed, do it for one week and take a look at it. Like do, do half hour, maybe 15 minute increments, but Mm -hmm. at least the half hour. So you can see where you're spending your time every single day just for five business days, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And then I want you to take either highlighters or you can do it on a spreadsheet and fill them. Do red light, yellow light, green light. It's right. gonna go back to these three E's that I was talking about. Okay. Um, red light, things that you shouldn't have been doing during your productive time or shouldn't have been doing it at all. Like there's absolutely no reason for it to have been done. You literally wasted that time and you can never get it back, right. okay? Yellow is going to be things that were good to have done, mm-hmm. but you didn't need to do it right? You should have either delegated that to someone. You should have bought a software or a solution online with tech that could have automated that for you. Mm -hmm. Stuff that needed to get done, but you weren't the magic sauce in it. You didn't have to be the one that was doing that. And then the last one's green. Hmm. Those are things that are income producing that needed to get done. You had to be the one that do it. It gave you and your business lift. That was productive, right? We talk about busy versus productive. Those are productive things and put green. Mm -hmm. And I challenge anybody to do that because if you really look at how much green is on our calendar from when we wake up to when we go to bed five days a week, we will be shocked about how much time we either waste or we're doing things that we didn't have to be doing. And so if you are very diligent about your time and you are very uh, focused on what is productive what is giving you your lift Uh what happens is you actually give yourself time back you're able to just stop for a minute focus on the things that are important guys i'm passionate about mortgage and real estate Mm -hmm. but this is not my passion in life right i'm passionate about it because it affords me the opportunity in income and resources and relationships to go focus on the things that my wife and i are passionate about whether it's our family whether it's giving whether it's hobbies Guys, if you're passionate during the day, you have all the time in the world to to focus on a passion. Mm -hmm. And I'll kind of put a a, a bow on it with this. A mentor told me that true freedom is having time and money because if you look, people that have a lot of one typically don't have a lot of another. So that's always been the big challenge is how do you have both? How do you have the lifestyle that you want, but you're still around enough to enjoy it? That goes on learning and educating yourself so that you can be more effective and efficient. And the other piece of it is you've got to be just meticulous and and just uh, unwavering about your calendar and how you spend your time. And anytime I really lean in and focus on those things, really cool things happen.
0: So I want to, I want to dissect that just for a little bit before Please. we finish everything up. But the, the the first part in education, and you said going kind of broad into that, I, I thought that you were very uh, specific in a way. I mean, it doesn't, there's no excuses. What I took away, there's no excuses. At the end of the day, we should all be learning and growing every single day, being a better version of ourselves than we were the last. And I don't like to read is such a poor excuse and to (laughs) to anybody who says that or feels that no offense, but it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I I think that there's so many different ways from YouTube to different aspects of, you know, Spotify and audio. If you don't like physical books, you can go to conferences, masterminds, you can have conversations with mentors, right? There's so many different ways to learn. There's not one set way, but you should be learning and doing that every day from people who know what they're doing. And there's a lot of misguided individuals out there learning from people who really have no clue, which is a problem in and of itself. But I love the fact that you start with education, but then you're, you implement that. And by learning what you've learned through a mentor, as you discussed, breaking down seven days, and really looking at every hour, half hour, 15 minutes, and then the red light, you know, yellow light, green light. I've done that in the past, no without the red light, yellow light, green light. Mm-hmm. But it is eye opening. If it you is. are honest with yourself and you document seven days every hour or half hour of what you were actually doing, it it blew my mind. I thought I was very productive and very, you know, detailed. And I'm telling you, I was blowing a bunch of time. I just was. And, but you can't see what you don't look for. And I think that's a big issue that people have. I I love that. It
1: is. Well, I'll tell you this, the, we talk about Mm self-awareness, right? That's a big topic buzzword. The first person I really ever heard say it a lot was Gary V a few Mm -hmm. years ago, self-awareness, self-awareness. And I think that's important. But years ago I had a mentor that talked about self-awareness before that was really kind of a term. And Mm -hmm. what he said is the 11th commandment is that thou shalt not fooleth thyselfeth. Wow. Don't lie to yourself, right? So that's about being self-aware. In this, we lie to ourselves about what we do all day. I still do it. And I'm <laughs> I'm probably more in tune to what I do. I have a huge part of what my assistant does is help me manage my calendar with appointments and making sure that I've got breaks and, and what all the stuff I need to do. I have a really good grasp on what I do day in, day out. And I mm-hmm. still blow so much time. That's why this is something that's top of mind for me because sure. I've got some goals and some KPIs that I really want to focus on. And I, I feel like I'm I'm losing some time. Like I'm I'm like, I sat here and I'm like, I really should like either be reading a book or like doing something right now, you know? And so I, I, I want to make sure that I say this plain to people. It's okay to, to not be doing what you're supposed to, but don't trick yourself into thinking that you are right. right? Don't, don't be overcritical. Like, Oh, I'm terrible. I'm a piece of whatever, you know, mm. don't be that just know, like knowing and taking that illusion away is half the battle.
0: Beautiful, beautiful words, my friend. Wise (laughs) words. I mean, Phil, this is, we're literally just scratching the surface of your brilliance and and that there's no exaggeration into the word there. Just absolute brilliant. And um, again, I just can't encourage anybody and everybody out there who's watching or listening to this to please subscribe, please follow, please listen to this man. He is an absolute wealth of knowledge, a true practitioner, professional, but uh, Phil, it's been just a pleasure, man. I mean, every single time I get to talk to you, I just learn so much. I grow so much. It's just, uh, it's just like we're old friends and, and uh, I just- we are old
1: friends now we've, we've hung out enough and we've <laughs> collaborated enough. And, and I, I appreciate the words, you know, what you do inspires me. Um, I mean, you learn, you grow, you're, you're a consummate professional and, um, I do want to say uh, the little plug, the reason that yes. people need to come and subscribe to my podcast is because the episode that we've already pre-recorded where you're on my podcast comes out next week. Oh, so yeah. I don't want it to be self-serving to come subscribe. <laughs> they need to come subscribe so they can hear you on my podcast next week.
0: Oh, Phil, you're the best. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> it was an honor to, to to share time with you on your show. And, and uh, again, just the amount of, of knowledge and, and, and just uh, making things so uh, peaceful and smooth and just bringing things out of people. You're, you're a pro. And uh, I, I know that uh, just like everybody who's watching this now, hopefully you get some good stuff uh, out of that episode when I'm on Phil's, but uh, yeah, we'll have links in the comments down below for sure. Everybody <laughs> can subscribe, follow, but Phil um, I, I'll, I'll see you next week on the eighth and ninth for, yeah, man. Uh, you know, that big event that we're putting on, which is super excited um, going to there. But, um, I just want to thank everybody out there as always for your time and attention, your love and support. Uh, if you like, you're doing the real estate Titans, don't forget to like, and subscribe. I do want to give Phil a very special, uh, dubbing, you're dubbed an official real estate titan, my friend. Uh, yes, that, that is a badge of honor yes. that no one can ever take away from Woo-hoo. you. It's for life. Uh, no plaque or trophy, I always it's Going into
1: my bio, baby. That's it.
0: <laughs> an official <laughs> real estate titan. Always, always. But uh, yes, thank, thanks again, Phil. Appreciate you. And everybody, I got to give our sponsor a quick shout out, Lionbolt Media. If you are in real estate, you're looking to grow and scale your business on the digital end, there's a free mini course, lionboltmedia.com. Just click on the tab and you'll be able to view it from there. We are live every Tuesday afternoon of Real Estate Titans, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Phil. Appreciate you, man.